Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to uh, the Oregon Brewers Festival. Live for the first time, uh, the Brewing Network brought all of our stuff out here just to bring the Oregon Brewers Festival home to you and happy to do it. It's our uh, second day of broadcasting here. and What an amazing festival already. Usually we're from Northern California, but we like to come out to these things. Uh, not everybody is as lucky as you folks here at the festival and they don't get to try, uh, what is there, a couple hundred different beers here. They don't get to try all that, so what we do is come on out here and bring it home to them and talk a little bit of beer and uh, interview some of the brewers and uh, let the beer geeks from around the globe uh, enjoy what we get to do. So there's going to be a lot of jealous people all over the world today as they're tuned into the Brewing Network and us bringing you this festival. And uh, what I'm really excited about is to get to talk to one of the organizers of the festival. And some of you may have been coming here for, I don't know, I'd like to find somebody who maybe has been here for all 21 years. I think that'd be pretty exciting. But it's been going on for a long Long time, and Art Lawrence is uh, the organizer here, and, and he was kind enough to invite us out. And Art, I want to find out. I think we should just cut right to the chase and find out about how you put this festival together. Thanks for being with us, Art. Well, I thank you that. for coming up here to Portland and enjoying our weather with us. Uh, maybe you brought this California weather up here. I think uh, we did. We like to uh, we put it in our suitcase and, and brought it out here. Uh, well, not only do you have a good weather, man. This is kind of we come from a good beer town. Like we're from the Bay Area, but you guys are kind of beer mecca right here. Well, we've, uh, yeah, we've just stumbled into this thing, uh, Beer Mecca. We started out 24 years ago, and there was four of us that had the idea of we wanted to get a brewery going, and but it wasn't legal to brew beer and sell it on the same premise in Oregon. So 
four organizations got together, and that would have been the, the, the Widmer Brothers, the McMinimum Brothers, Dick Ponzi at Bridgeport, and Fred Bowman and I that started Portland Brewing. And when was that? That was in 1984. We went to the legislature in 84 in Oregon and got the brew pub law passed that allows breweries to do their own distribution and, and uh, have a pub on premise and allows brew pubs to do everything except go do their own distribution. Okay. They can go sell hard liquor on their premise. And they can come and have a beer festival like you're attending right now. So that really kicked off the craft beer movement here in the in the northwest of, of Oregon. Yeah, we did our first brew fest here in 1988. Okay. We had 18 breweries, two beers each, for a total of 36 beers. We thought we'd sell two or three beers of each one. We ended <laughs> yeah. up selling 250 or 300 kegs, and the rest is history. Instant hit. Well, you, you're sitting down here at the park with me, and you know how nice it is, and uh, there's about seven events that happen at this park all summer. Yeah, okay. And uh, we all love this park. All the people from Portland, we love to come down to it. Even when there's not an event down here, we can go down and sit by the river and sure. walk through the park and uh, bring your own beer with you then. Great. Sit down and enjoy the weather and enjoy our beers. And, and uh, well, I like it know, better when got- you've brought the beer. And I think oh, yeah. it's, it's a little easier for me. I just show up and uh, they pour it for me. Well, I, I'm real happy that you're doing a play-by-play, just like <laughs> yeah. a sporting event, for a beer festival. I never thought I'd hear play-by-play for a beer festival. And I, it's hard to, uh, to watch hockey uh, on television, but, boy, I think it's easy. <laughs> you can call play-by-play on the radio at a beer fest because you've got 72 beers here yeah. and people from all over the country. It's, it's so fantastic. In fact, we're going to talk to some people who are uh, not only from all over the country, but people from out of the country who have come here for this festival. We've got a couple interviews lined up there. I don't know if you know this, Art, but we were covering the parade that you did yesterday. There was a, you, you have this whole event that, that kicks off the Oregon Brewers Festival, and it starts with a, with a breakfast. And then you have this parade that comes down, and, and of course, you, you, know, you lined us up to be there. And the mayor, the, the actual mayor of Portland, comes down and taps the first keg. Mayor Tom Potter, he's done it the last two years. It's a new tradition, and we hope it gets passed on. We're requesting our new mayor that will be coming in in the first of the year that he comes down and continues the tradition. Okay. And it's a great tradition, and I want to point out, I want our listeners to know, that the little old brewing network, this tiny little beer network, scooped all of your local television stations and radio stations and got the first interview with the mayor as he's drinking his first sip of beer from the keg that he tapped. I, I saw you down there. You had that microphone right <laughs> in his face. Right in. Well, everyone's standing around with their cameras, and he's standing there with a beer, and, and I'm kind of like, why isn't, why isn't anybody asking him? So I jump right in there, and he's a very nice gentleman, and he's talking to me about it, and he gives me this entire interview. And all the networks come surrounding around then with their cameras and their microphones. And I'm just thinking, hey, who's the professional here? It's the brewing. It's the beer guys that are interviewing the mayor. So I was happy about that, Art, I have to say. Another play-by-play right here from the beer network. Chad, you didn't even get to see that. I didn't. I missed it. (laughs) I made you work while I went and did the fun stuff. Someone's got to man the booth. Now (laughs) tell me what else you saw in that parade. We got off the sidewalk and we started walking down the street. Yeah, we got a little off course, and uh, you kind of shut down the streets a little well, bit. Well, yeah, that wasn't planned, and uh, gosh, we're gonna have to try to get a permit for that next year. I think because <laughs> it seems to be growing, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, there were be, several hundred people with you. Well, we had three hundred and twenty, I believe, that okay. started out on the parade, and uh, oh. and we had our uh, nineteen nineteen Model T axle that we cut down and restored with nice wooden wheels with a nice oak barrel on here and we brought it down and we tapped the first keg and our mayor did it in 
two and a half swings. I he think did. it took the mayor in Munich four this year to <laughs> tap the keg in München. Oh, that's a mound. He he really hit that hammer. I, you're right. It was two swings and the beer was flowing. And you should have seen the crowd too. They had to keep the uh, the crowd kind of at bay behind a, a rail because you know how it goes, chat. You pour a good beer and people are ready to dive in. Oh yeah. They put the fence up and as soon as that beer was tapped, they're like, "You guys better remove the fence or there's going to be a riot." And everyone just rushed in there. I think the beer was gone in ten minutes, Art. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to happen. Yeah, drink it. That's the way it's supposed to be. We didn't have anybody laying under the tap, did we? No, we didn't oh, because okay. I was busy. Oh. Uh, but if I wasn't working and interviewing the mayor, it would have been me. Yeah, I, I, I think guy. you've done that before, haven't you? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. What was the beer? You, that was the beer uh, Widmer's product that they brought down for the festivals because Widmer was the brewery that we honored during the uh, parade last week. Uh, okay, last, on Thursday, and each year uh, after the mayor. Taps the keg, the big special hammer gets handed off to the next brewery. I see. And next brewery will be Full Sail Brewing. I saw that. And they will be the ones that are going to have the dinner, not the dinner, but the breakfast next year. We'll probably march down from their brewery that is south of us from where we're sitting right now down on the waterfront. It's a really nice brewery there. Yeah. And And John Harris, the brewer over there, nice guy. Yep, John's one of the veterans here in the in the state. I have a. I don't know if you if you know that my my history at the OBFR. It's ve- it's not like your history. You know, you've been doing this uh, for a while. Uh, but when we first started the Brewing Network is in 2005, and I came up here just as a festival goer with my little microphone and a recorder, and no one knew who we were. And I'm wandering around begging for interviews. And John Harris was one of the guys who was really nice to me and invited me to all the uh, uh, the sort of after events. That's a lot of the fun of the of the Oregon Brewfest or these little side events happening the whole time. And he invited me to all of them and he let me interview people and the whole thing. And this is my first time back. And here you see us at the, at the, at the Great American Beer Festival and say, will you come you know, uh, broadcast ours too? And I thought, wow, th- this is perfect. It's come full circle for me because here I was, uh, nobody knew who we were. And now we get invited to the, to the festival chat. It's great. <laughs> it's Good times, yeah. So I want to thank you for that. Well, you're going to be back more, I hope. I hope so too. And uh, I think even better that John Harris and Full Sail are going to be the, the, the sponsoring brewery next year. because. Uh, cool. Love to talk to those guys, and uh, they do have a nice brewery right here on the waterfront. Maybe we could get a play-by-play during the. uh, I think we should during the parade. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I had the. I had so much going on this year, but I think I could maybe get right in the front of that parade and talk about what's happening. I did it for about five minutes at the end as you guys were coming in. I did a short play-by-play for people, so you'll be able to download that at thebrewingnetwork.com, and maybe uh, you'll put it on the Oregon site next year. You never know. Yeah, uh, so people know what to expect. Now, one thing I wanted to ask. You just said there's, what, 72 beers? Is that what you said? 72 plus one more called Collaborator, and that is a beer that is a collaboration from the Oregon Brew Crew, which is the local home brewing organization, and uh, they select one of their members each year. There's recipe, and then Widmer Brewing goes and brews that beer at their brewery. Okay. And then we sell that beer... And the proceeds go to a scholarship fund for brewers. Oh, very in, nice. In, in the name of a former president of the Oregon Brew Crew that, okay. that passed away a few years ago. And it was a big organizer and helped us out a lot in, the, in the, doing this brew festival. That's a fantastic way to, to raise some money for brewers. Good idea. So 72 plus 1. And it's all... It, it, Chad, you and I were talking about how well organized the festival is. Oh. You have tractor trailers all set up that are that are reefer trailers, so you can keep. Obviously, you have to keep all the beer cold, and and you have how many volunteers to pour all this beer? Well, we have fourteen hundred volunteers that come in, and we do 
We do two shifts for four days, so there's eight shifts of people that we worry about. Okay. Um, so it does lot. take a lot of volunteers to sell the tokens, pour the beer. Yeah. Of course, a little security. you got to make sure everybody behaves themselves. can get a little crazy here, Shat. It's been smooth so far. Everyone's been nice, Everyone's but you know what happens. It's Friday night. You get out of work, and uh, you're going to get a lot of people coming down here ready to taste some Suit good beer. Suit tie comes off. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. going to be grabbing the microphones. It's going to get <laughs> ugly. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun and uh, definitely good beer being poured. Absolutely. So, uh, have you been able to have any of the beer? Are you no, working the whole I'm time? No, I'm the guy that has to work with the liquor commission and the... And the police department, should that have to happen. So uh, <laughs> I wait till it's all over, and I get home, and uh, and I got a keg, of course, at my house. Oh, good. <laughs> so I got to go have a couple at home and relax and uh, take a shower and get back here for the next day. Yeah, see, that's, you know... It's such a. It must feel good to put on a great and a and a successful event like this one, but it also must be a drag that everyone else gets to enjoy it, and you've got to walk around and work the whole time. Well, yeah, it is a sacrifice. Yeah. I have to go do that, but I make up for it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you do. I am a professional. I'm a trained professional at this. Boy. So while the rest of us are recovering for the next five days, that's when you're making up for it. I have to drink for a living. <laughs> you do. It's a tough job, Art, and someone's got to do that. Well, there's a lot of tasting when you own a brewery. You got to do a lot of tasting. There's a lot of especially in this market and i say it seriously in the portland market with all of our breweries and all the various beers that we've got with 25 28 breweries in our area and everybody's doing 10 or 12 beers there's a lot of variety out there so to try to find your niche to find something special that the other boys aren't doing because you can't give up all your secrets when you go over to the other people's breweries and snoop around and see what they're doing and you're all friends so you do a little snooping we do walk in and out of each other's breweries but right now we're at my brewery, Cascade Brewing, we're really getting into fruit beers. And we just brought in 750 pounds of cherries that were actually, it's in the beer right now. It's in oak barrels. We've been, we've got the base for that that's about eight months old. Okay. And now we're introducing the fruit. The fruit will be in for about four months. Wow. And the secondary fermentation will take place with the fruit. Okay. And is that, and is it, that a sour beer or a Belgian? It's or a what? Belgian. It's a Belgian, okay. Belgian sour, right. All right. And we do that with apricots. We do it with blackberries. Wow. I'm looking forward to trying that. When is yes, that going to be ready? It's a bottled product. It's a bottle-conditioned product. It's ready right now. Last year's, we're still selling it at, the, at our place, the Raccoon Lodge. And where is your place? Where's well, the it's in southwest Portland. Okay. See, there's so about many good About uh, 10 minutes from where we're sitting right now. Oh, really? west of us. That's oh, not far at all. 15 minutes probably, yeah. Everything's pretty close here. It's, uh, Portland's set up very nicely, and it, it seems like uh, there's so many breweries, but it's just not far to get to them. Now, Shat and I were having trouble just deciding where to go yesterday. Well, that's right. Yeah. Hoofing it everywhere. We did. We Transportation's went to, great, though. Really we've is. been to McMinimins. And we've been to the Green Dragon. There were some good things happened there. Well, the rest of our time has been spent at strip clubs, Art. So uh, we were kind <laughs> well, of... we are, but the strip clubs have got good beer in them. Oh, it's so too, great. You know. Well, I was talking about that with some, some local Portland people. What's really nice about this city, see, where we come from in San Francisco, you have to pay extra to get into the club. And then the beer is twice the price. And by the way, it's not good beer. But here, it's like going to a normal bar, and the price is the same, and you don't pay extra to get in. The only difference is that there's a naked chick in the corner. Like, that's the only difference about your... But they're great beer bars. I mean, there's there's a bar here, Shat, we haven't been to yet. There's like 30 beers on tap, and I don't know how many naked women. What could be better? 
can't beat it. <laughs> no, you really can't. <laughs> so Portland, I'm telling you. I'm moving. We might have to move. I'm moving. There's only two places on earth that we could do our show because we need to be in a, in a home base where there's a lot of breweries around so we can get the interviews. And that's where we are in the Bay Area or here in Portland. And um, some of those tattooed girls last night convinced me to move to Portland. <laughs> you know, so it might happen. And then we're just closer for the fest art. Yeah, yeah. Then you don't have to crawl around and hurt your knees getting here. Kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of a pain. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad, I don't know if you wanted to mention any of the beers. You did get to try some. You haven't been working the whole time. Not yet. Yeah, or a at ton. all. Uh, I'll tell you. I mean, there's just some fantastic beers. Flying Fish has a fantastic beer. That's from. Um, they're from New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Who would have thought? Exactly. Good beer from New Jersey. Yeah. Bell's Porter, excellent. I yeah. mean, so many good beers. Mm-hmm. So many good beers. I had Dragon's Milk. I just had one before the show. There's always, you ever notice um, that at, at certain festivals, and certainly this one, there's always kind of one or two beers that everybody talks about. It ends up kind of being a favorite. My prediction, that beer is going to be Dragon's Milk this year. Yeah. That one and Calypso from Roots. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one was a really interesting beer with a lot of spice in it. And you drink it, and you don't notice that there's any pepper in it. They put some kind of, what's the pepper called? Scotch Bonnet. I don't know how you know that, Chet. But I listen. Okay, good. So there's this pepper in there, and you don't taste it when you're drinking it. But about two minutes later, the back of your palate starts to catch fire, and you don't know where it's coming from. It's a very interesting, unique beer. So those are my two predictions, Calypso and uh, Dragon's Milk. And I might be making it happen just by saying it. You, know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so the 21st year, Art? Yeah, and here we are uh, celebrating the 21st Amendment, which That's allows so us to do what we're doing right now. Oh, that, applause for that. That was the yeah. repeal yeah. repeal of the Volstead Act. Those, so, uh, those jerks. Yeah, that 18th Amendment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what well, were those guys thinking about back in those days when they succumbed to this I women's suffrage movement? What in the world were these guys thinking about? <laughs> There's a wonderful booth next to us that has all this, uh, is it called uh, Breweriana? Breweriana. Breweriana, and it's collectibles. And they have a picture of all of these hideous, like, scary-looking women. And, it, and they're the people, and they have, they're holding signs that say, uh, basically, alcohol is evil, we need prohibition, or something like that. And there's a caption underneath that says, uh, you know, uh, are these the people that you want to... Help me out, John. You have to tell me what the exact uh, sign says. Like well, that. yeah, would you quit oh. drinking for these people? <laughs> and I don't know why we did, but for some reason, we passed that silly, silly amendment. And uh, all of a sudden, we couldn't drink. So now, you're celebrating uh, 21 years of the festival and the, the, the uh, anniversary the 21st. By coincidence. And here we are. Yeah, Jim Wells has got a picture over there for Jim's us. Jim's got it. There it is. And uh, what's it say underneath that picture, Jim? <laughs> it's so... There's I mean, just pictures look at of these, these ladies. It says, lips that touch liquor shall not touch ours. And they and look... boy, I don't think anybody wants to get close to any of these gals. Oh! <laughs> Man alive. That is the scariest looking group of people I've ever seen outside I, of our employees. I think they're reject Methodists, it looks like to me. They're so bad. <laughs> so, but for some reason, we listened to those people, and we passed prohibition. And what a good time to celebrate that we're allowed to drink good beer. <laughs> uh, you got the Twenty First Amendment Brewery here too, friends. We of do, ours. and yeah, and they love us. They love us promoting it. That, and those guys are great guys. They brought their watermelon beer again, and that's always a hit. Up it's here it's very popular. It's uh, I hear it's usually the one of the first to run out that watermelon wheat. You can get it in cans now everywhere, though. 
Sully, yeah, and beer. I'm just helping Sully out promoting his cans right now. Sean loves it when I do that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you you should be proud of yourselves and your team because uh, look at the success of this festival. It's really great. Yeah, it runs real smooth. We work on it all year, so it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and we try to do some planning with it. And yeah. it's quite a family affair as well. You have a lot of your family here, Art. Who do you have helping you out? Well, I've got my two grand, three grandkids actually, and my daughter and uh, my daughter's mother. Really? I mean, my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine with daughter's mother. That would be okay. <laughs> you do have a lot of help and a lot of good people. I want to mention just some of the people who have been helping us. Uh, Chris Crabb, one of the organizers here, too. Absolutely. And she's a wonderful woman. And if you see her, she's wearing a gorgeous hop grenade T-shirt. She looks wonderful. Looks and, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then also, uh, your daughter Alyssa has been very nice. And I, I have to really thank the coolest guy here so far, Teddy. Teddy's been Teddy's a good dude. Oh, he's yeah. one of these guys. He's real kind of gruff, and you think he's you think he doesn't like you, but he's the coolest laid back. Yeah, guy there here. he is walking across. Is over Teddy there. walking around? He's cruising right over there. <laughs> Such a nice looking guy. Looking for good looking women, I think. <laughs> if he's a smart man, like I think he is, that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> but you have put together a great fest, so I, I just I wanted to thank you. We're going to cover it uh, for the next couple of hours. We got another show coming up. We're going to do some more interviews with brewers um, and talk to some of the festival goers too. Like I said, we got people from out of the country who are here for the festival just uh, to check out the OBF. So that's kind of cool. Chad, I don't know what else we got planned, but hopefully something. Oh, yeah. We'll make it happen. (laughs) All right, good. We're going to do some watermelon wheat bowling right here from our booth later on. We're going to get the guys from the 21st Amendment over here. They're going to set up their new cans of beer, and we're going to throw watermelons at them. So if you have yourself enough samples today, like I'm confident most of you are going to do, uh, you'll be ripe for watermelon wheat bowling. That's going to happen at 5 o'clock. we got a couple of other shows coming up. I'm just going to take a quick break right now, but we'll be back with uh, some of the other sponsors from the festival and uh, some festival goers and hopefully some brewers if we can get him to sit down with us. But Art, thank you, sir. You're yeah. doing a good job. Drink up. You're behind. <laughs> I am behind. i got to get to work. I'm not slurring nearly enough. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewing Network live from the Oregon Brewers Festival. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Attention homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market. Designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap. 
better beer through innovation. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, welcome back to the program, live from the Oregon Brewers Festival for the first time. So we're really excited about that. We've gotten to come here and bring the event home to you, and uh, it's really exciting. It's been fun. Uh, It's been tiring because we kind of drink all day and go out all night and and drink all night and get up early in the morning and drink all day. And it's been a lot of fun. And I have to admit, uh, and, and some of our regular listeners will know this is difficult, there, there's actually kids allowed at this festival, and it's really weird doing our shows when I'm not allowed to drop the F-bomb, and I have to be nice, and I'm not allowed to be dirty, and so we're, it's a very clean, nice lager beer. It's clean like a Pilsner. This is the, first, the only time you're going to hear the Brewing Network being nice, so enjoy it while it's here, uh, because uh, after we leave, I'm going to have to make up for a lot of cursing that I didn't get to do today, and that will probably happen during next week's show. So you can always tune in at thebrewingnetwork.com. We're going to be here for the next... Uh, uh, I guess we're going to broadcast another couple shows tomorrow. We've got two more shows coming up today. Lots of brewer interviews and just having fun talking about the beer that all of you are lucky enough to drink. And the folks at home are uh, not so lucky to get to taste it. So we're just trying to bring it home to them. Now, one of the cool things about the Pacific Northwest up here is just this really wonderful beer culture that they have. And the beer scene is amazing. I've been having a great time. And part of that beer scene is Megan Flynn, who is the publisher of Beer Northwest, which I've actually just discovered, and it's a great magazine that you guys put out here. Thanks for being on the show, Megan. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You guys do a nice job. There's a lot of beer magazines now, right? There are a lot, yes, and a lot that have popped up kind of in the last two years. Just recently, coming up, and and everyone kind of jumping into the game, because the popularity of craft beer, obviously, and and we all want to, you know basically just talk about beer for a living you guys write about beer for a right. living uh it's a it's a fun job but it's i imagine it's a tough market for you to be in yes and no um it's a tough market a little bit because there are so many new publications coming out but it's not a tough market because the craft beer market is is growing so quickly and um, i kind of created the magazine because there's not really anything like it that exists in the northwest okay and the magazine is centered around beer culture, kind of brew food lifestyle is our logo. And instead of being geared toward, you know, the, the expert, the beer expert or, or the home brewer, it, it spans the, the region of, of people who are interested in beer, kind of from the beginning drinker to all the way to the beer expert. Okay. So we really focus on the, the cultural kind of aspect of, of the drinking lifestyle, which involves more than just going to a pub. It does? Yeah. Oh. Outdoor activities. <laughs> you can bike. You can do bike tours to breweries. You can climb mountains and drink a can of beer. Because there's one brewery in Oregon, Caldera, who cans their beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that sounds it can become an though. outdoor activity. Okay. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, watch what you're doing. But, but Chad, beer. we should start leaving the house more often. Yeah. Gotta get out. <laughs> Apparently, you can do lots of stuff with beer. 
That's great. So any, so even the beginning, someone just discovering their first craft beer. Uh, I was like eight when that happened. Uh, and so someone like that could, could uh, turn to this magazine and uh, not feel overwhelmed. It's not over their head. Exactly. Right. Um, it focuses on the different people who are doing things with beer. It focuses on places in the, in the area where you can find craft beer. It gives you kind of uh, some of the departments in there can be tutorials on different kinds of beer. Uh, there's a great festival guide in there. You know, if you're a seasoned festival attendee or just starting to go to beer festivals, it tells you kind of how to best enjoy beer festivals. Okay. So in the Northwest, you can't escape the craft beer, but I feel like it overwhelms some people. They don't really know how to approach it, and, and the contents of this magazine will help you get to know it in, in a comfortable and, and familiar familiar way. I think that's a good point because we've been talking about the amount of uh, breweries up here and brew pubs and it's almost daunting so I guess knowing where to begin is kind of a helpful guide. Right, I think Beer Northwest would be a great place and on our website we've got a full directory for Oregon and Washington for all the breweries, all the contact information. Um, Who are these ugly guys in the cover of this uh, one right here? Oh, oh it's the Widmer Brothers. <laughs> it is the Widmer Brothers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Have you seen this, Chad? Yeah. That's like a picture of you and your brother when you, uh, you know, it's like back in the 70s or something. It's fantastic. Uh, the cover of Beer Northwest Magazine. I assume you have a .com. We should tell our listeners they can yes, see this. It is www.beernw.com. Beernw.com. Yes, and you can go on there for the latest issue. You can subscribe. We've got a great uh, beer brewery directory. Well, how much do the Widmer brothers love you? They're on the cover, and by the way, they're on the back also. They, yes. It's well, like it's almost like Widmer Northwest. <laughs> this, this issue is, is a little a little Widmer slanted, yes. Hey, but that's they, all right. They're sponsoring the, the fest. Exactly, and they are the pioneers of craft beer. One of the pioneers of craft beer in I agree in the with Northwest. that. They and deserve some good respect. They do. I think that they're going to be on our next program. The guys from Beer School are going to do their show from our booth today, Chad. They're going to do it at 3 o'clock. And I think they're going to be speaking to the Widmer Brothers. And then we might get sloppy seconds because they're going to hang out a little bit longer and we can interview them too. You think they'll be dressed like that on the cover? (laughs) I hope that they're dressed like this. And I hope they didn't hear me call them ugly. They're very handsome. Very handsome (laughs) gentlemen. And if you ever want to sponsor the Brewing Network, just contact Chad. Uh, but it's a, it's really you've done a nice job in the magazine. Uh, how did you like? Where did this come from? What did you do before? How did you start this? Did you just quit your job one day and decide you wanted to write about beer? Not exactly. No, I uh, out of school started working for a food and wine magazine here in Portland called Northwest Palette. Okay, and they're a regional. They kind of they do food, wine, and culinary tourism. And they were doing a great thing with their magazine. And the more I learned about food and wine, the more I started learning about beer and okay. realized that nobody was nobody kind of was taking the same concept and doing it in a beer publication. All right. And I wanted a magazine that, that could help me learn about beer. Okay. And so I kind of took what I wanted to know and put it into a magazine and assuming that's what other people would want, want that to learn is as the, well. So. That is the key to success is, uh, I think, Figuring out what you, what you need, what you would, as a beer lover, want right. to hear about, want to read about, want to see, and putting it out there because it's a tough business to get into if you just want to make a bunch of dough. Right. <laughs> you you're, not, you're not going to do it. First of all, you're not going to do it publishing. Second of all, you're not going to do it in beer. <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys been around now? Well, our first issue was published October of 2007, okay. and uh, we've got our fourth issue out right now. So all right. almost a year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you should keep up the good work. You're doing a good job. 
this is your first uh, OBF you've been to, or did, were you here last year also? Well, we were here last year, but without magazines. Oh, we, you were? We were here with T-shirts and stickers. Oh, great. Get, getting the word out, but this is our first OBF with, with the magazines. So. Okay. Uh, what you're hearing in the background, by the way, I don't know why they start yelling. Is it because someone drops their glass? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a it's a mug dropping. I see. They do oh, and empty kegs. Oh, this, yeah, so if you drop a glass, they yell. If you empty a keg, they yell. At the Great American Beer Festival, uh, they do it too. They, you know, if you drop your glass, everybody yells. And some people drop their glass in the bathroom, and it grosses me out every time. They pick it back up and they go pour more beer. I don't know why you do that. At least here, it's outside, and I guess you assume the grass is clean or something. I don't know. Be careful of the germs. Uh, you know, don't get sick after this festival. Hangovers are fine, but don't get the germs. That's a bad idea. Well, I think, like I said, you should keep up the good work. You know, it's a, it's a good magazine. I think we need more uh, things like this so that all of us beer geeks can keep reading about and learning about beer. Of course, Celebrator Magazine, Tom Daldorf is here. He's got his magazine out here. And uh, we've got a couple others in our area. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I'm such a geek that I don't even read the New York Times, uh, none of that. I just pick up stuff like this and keep reading about beer. So thanks for putting it out. I appreciate oh, wonderful. that. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And you're here for the rest of the festival. It's right here at the end of our booth. There's all sorts of wonderful uh, uh, vendors here that you can you can look at some uh, brewer Anna. I can never pronounce the word, Chad. you got to help a brother out. Uh, can you say that word? Breweriana. Breweriana. Cascade I'm going to make that word more simple for you. Uh, but the, all sorts of um, just old beer swag. It's very cool. And they're just collectors, not even selling it. They're just collecting and showing what they do. It's fantastic. Uh, celebrators there in the same booth. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Beer Northwest, uh, all handing out their wares. Grab yourself a free magazine today and then maybe uh, subscribe to it when you get home if you, if you want more of them. Is it monthly? It is quarterly. It's quarterly? Yes. What does that mean? That means that it's published four times a year. Okay. Uh, our summer issue is out January, July 1st. All right. Next issue will be out October 1st. Is that because you guys just kind of hang out and drink for three months and then put one out? Or does it take that long to put out a magazine? Yeah. With a staff of two people, it takes that long. There's just two of you? (laughs) Yeah. And and the, do all the writing also? No, for the okay. writing I do use mostly freelance writers. I do some of the writing myself, and okay. then I've got an art director, Anna Lou. She does the layout and a lot of the photography. Okay. And uh, wow, two people, Chad. It's like us. It's like us. Yeah. It, except yeah. it's just you. <laughs> you know, that does the work around here. Chad was here at seven thirty this morning setting up Woo. this booth. The only person here. By yeah, me. yeah. Me and security. We thought we had to, and then as you're coming in, the guy said, "What the hell are you doing here? You didn't have to show up till ten. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh well. Sorry, Chad. Good effort, buddy. Hey, that's <laughs> why I'm here. All right, Megan. I appreciate you sitting down with us and talking about the it. magazine. Yes. And, um, I guess maybe we'll see you here next year. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, pay attention to the Brewing Network because uh, you know maybe you could write a story about us. We're very fascinating people. I mean, just look at Chad, for example. See? Yeah. Very fascinating. <laughs> you can do a whole write-up just about Chad and and what he doesn't do. <laughs> oh, oh, it's okay. really amazing. Uh, people are bringing me beers, which is fantastic. I wish I had things to give away because you're, you're beautiful people bringing beers over here to the Brewing Network. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, stop by and see Megan Flynn. She's right over here on the end, uh, and it's Beer Northwest. Check out the magazine. You can never have too much beer information, I promise you. Uh, we're going to do a little bit more broadcasting. We've got some other people to interview, and uh, Beer School's coming up after this program, and then we're going to do another show later at 4 plus watermelon wheat bowling at 5 o'clock so bring the kids have some fun and uh, we'll be giving away prizes for that so stick with us it's the Brewing Network live from the Oregon Brewers Festival
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. The Brewing Network broadcasting live from the Oregon Brewers Festival. It's the uh, 21st festival that they've had here and our first festival broadcasting live. And it's really a lot of fun. I was here a couple of years ago, as I've mentioned, and uh, just happy to be back. And we're trying to really dive into the beer culture here in Portland. Uh, I think both Chad and I have been pretty impressed, uh, not just with the amount of breweries which I've been talking about, but... The really savvy kind of drinkers that are around here and, and craft beer guys. And a, a, a local person who may know more about the Pacific Northwest uh, than anyone we're going to speak to uh, this week is uh, Brooks Burford, who I'm a little intimidated, Shat, has been doing radio for a Shit. lot longer than me. And I kind of I feel like maybe I'm under the microscope. Hi, Brooks. How are you? Good to be here with you on the uh, Brewing Radio Network from coast to coast and around the world. See? <laughs> You're so much better than I am. i got to quit my job now, Chad. <laughs> this is terrible. Shameful. The uh, Northwest Radio News Network is uh, the network that you work for. Is that right, Brooks? That's right. We're heard in two states, uh, all across Oregon and all across the state of Washington. Both states, two big beer states. Washington, not quite as big as the state of Oregon because for some reason, here in uh, primarily the Portland area and it spread throughout the region, the appreciation of beer here is intense with with a, a, a joyous reverie that cannot be replaced. It can only evolve. And it exists here, as you can see, yeah. in this beautiful park with these thousands of people who have only one thing on their mind. 
And that's really to enjoy the people who they are with and sip a brew and sip and sample and taste and enjoy the beautiful life we have here. Absolutely. And, you know, and certainly at this time of day, if you notice, you're talking about sort of how they're really here just to enjoy the beer. If you walk around the tasting booths right now, you can really hear people talking about the beer and smelling the beer and and looking at the beer. And they're not just getting a taste. And, and by the way, they're pretty big pours here. It's a four-ounce pour for a token, which is kind of large for just taste. And it's a generous pour, too, if you'll notice. Yeah, but but they're not just, I mean, yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tonight, it might change. But uh, but right now, people are just really enjoying the taste of it and enjoying, like you said, the people that they're with. And I like to see that because, I, now, I, I'm definitely a drinker. I, I enjoy my fair share of ounces. But I want to know what I'm tasting. I want to talk about that. That's why we do the show. People here are connoisseurs of beer. They, they actually uh, just... People who have uh, jobs a few blocks from here in offices downtown, across the river in the industrial area, for many miles uh, to the south, to the north, and the west, and the east of here, and the suburbs, no matter what they do, they all have one thing in common. They really appreciate quality brewed beer. Yeah, absolutely. And they look at the little cards that are in front of the... uh, the the uh, in front of each tap, yep. they look at it carefully. They say, "Oh, this IBU is only twenty five. That can't be an IPA. What's wrong here?" <laughs> yeah. Turns out, oh, gee whiz, that was a typo. Yeah. And they know this stuff. They do. You're right. I saw some people even scribbling out on the cards and writing in the correct information if it oh, was yeah. a typo. People, tuned in. people buy the guides. They take notes. And all year long, they will say, gee, where can I get that terminal gravity from Enterprise Oregon? <laughs> yeah. Where can I get that flying fish, right. that, that beautiful double from New Jersey? Absolutely. Where can I get these things? And pretty soon, uh, sooner than later, they'll be able to get them locally. Yeah. A lot of these uh, beers that are uh, featured here at the Oregon Brewers Festival are all brewed locally. Okay. Uh, Portland, just in the city limits, has about 30 breweries. Not just little small things. We're talking serious brewing operations. Sure. And that's more breweries within this city limits than any city on earth. Any yeah, continent... I- this is this is it. I think in I'm, I, now you, you'll probably correct me if I'm wrong because I, I think it was the year after I came here. So my guess is 2006 is when you guys officially broke the record here for more breweries per capita than any place on earth. Could very well be and, to uh, us. It yeah. doesn't matter because there's just so much of it and we love it so yeah. much. Do, do they sell any uh, light American lager in Portland? Does anything any of that get sold here? You can go into a good restaurant. Uh, not, uh, when we say there are a lot of beers on tap in restaurants. We're not just talking about plain old restaurants. High-end restaurants, medium-end restaurants, low-end restaurants, too. You'll be able to see 10, 20, sometimes 30 beers on tap. Don't leave out the strip clubs, please. Oh, okay. (laughs) Those two. I I can tell you about that later. (laughs) Good. and, and you hear the crowd? They're just whooping and hollering just out of pure joy. Yeah. The, these people are, are uh, uh, not inebriated. They're just having a good time. Sure. Not like us. We're inebriated. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> wh- where we are in this park is an amazing place. This park, uh, you can see out uh, to the street. It's a four-lane arterial. Yeah. A large, grassy area all the way to the banks of the beautiful Willamette River. This park stretches about half a mile. And this park used to be a state highway. Really? About 35 years ago, it was wisely decided to just rip it up and move it about a half mile west and reclaim the area for the city and the people. This park is used for a lot of festivals and a lot of events, and this is probably the premier event 
in Waterfront Park every year, the Oregon Brewers Festival. I would say so. I think Art was saying the same thing, and he was definitely uh, giving accolades to the other festivals they have here, but, I mean, let's face it. I was told that something upwards of uh, uh, forty to 50,000 people will walk through this park over the four days of the festival. Uh, exceeding 60, there have been as many as 80. Wow. 80,000 people. That's unbelievable. Virtually no arrests. No cases of uh, people being uh, hauled out because they're drunk. Good. Uh, no violence. Our producer's no likely to Nothing. change that. Oh, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> you yeah, might true. be the guy who gets arrested. You, you have plenty of time. Trust me, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm eyeing these park benches. And it is. Uh, I, some of the things I thought about the Oregon Brewers Festival, four days, and and it, then it goes from, from noon until nine at night. If you think about it, it's really a lot of hours to have a beer festival. There's, there's not a lot like that. Even the Great American Beer Festival, which is one of the largest in the country, is only a couple of days long. Um, so you guys really do it up here when you do your festival for four days. This is more than just a festival of, of an opportunity to come down and have a blast. This is also an event of convenience yeah. where in the heart of downtown, people will step out of their offices right at noon yeah. and stroll down to the park and have lunch and Enjoy sure. a few beers, go go back up and uh, mistrade at Smith Barney and do whatever they do. And go on MySpace and not do the rest of their work. Yeah. I don't know how you show up for work on Thursday and Friday of the Oregon Beers Fest. Let's be honest. You know that there's a lot of people out there who say, uh, I got a sales call to do. I'm not going to be back in the office this afternoon. And they're down here with us at the festival. Uh, it's, I think it's understood. <laughs> and their bosses are probably at, at the other end of the park <laughs> yeah. doing the same thing. Trying not to run into each other. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this event and the, what, what is fascinating fascinating about this uh, city of Portland, Oregon, is the culture of, of uh, the, the people who live here. This is a beer-drinking culture, yeah. which means that people appreciate what goes into each sip that they, that they savor. Of course. Uh, the first big boom-boom brewery here was the Blitz Weinhardt Brewery. Okay. Yeah, and that was in the 80s? 1856. The other 80s. Okay. Yeah. The 18s. Yeah. In 1856, Blitz Weinhardt was brewing hundreds of thousands of gallons of beer just a few blocks from here. Okay. Three years before Oregon's statehood. Wow. We got our beer before we got our flag. No kidding. Oh, and by the way, even though Brooks has been doing radio for a long time, he wasn't here for that first brewery in the 1800s. It feels like it, though. Does it? For, you know, uh, attending these for 21 years is truly amazing. And to see how it has evolved. Yeah. The festival has evolved, and the uh, the intensity of joy that people have attending it is truly stupendous. What, what's different in terms of, of size? Tell me about the first couple of festivals. If we have 72 beers here today, what would it have been like on the first couple of festivals? Ten. Really? Okay. It, pretty small, and uh, they uh, the kegs ran out. The, uh, the Widmere brothers had to go back to their brewery and just start loading up the reefer truck with more kegs and bringing them on down oh, and right. tapping them up as fast as they could. They re- Everyone who organized this realized that they were sitting on something that was dynamite. Okay. And that's because what they were sitting on was the realization that people here love quality beer. Yeah. That's what draws them here. Absolutely. And you really couldn't ask for, as a maker of beer, you couldn't ask for a a better environment. And it sounds like that's why it really took off here in the Pacific Northwest. People here are a little more creative. um, And and I'm certainly not uh, poo-pooing the rest of the country. I just mean that it seems like the people of of Oregon, they they move here uh, for kind of a purpose to relax a little more, to enjoy some things a little more, and not just do the regular grind. Am I wrong about that? I don't live here, but... Uh, 
it's, see it's it. It's very true. There's another reason why it evolved here. We have the ingredients here. We have grains, and also the world's best hops are brewed here. Sure. North of here in the Yakima Valley and just south of here in the Willamette Valley. Okay. Best hops on earth right here. And that's, that's been a concern for brewers and people who attend here. The uh, uh, Two years ago, there was a, uh, a drought in, in England, in Europe, yeah. and in uh, Australia, mm-hmm. and grains and especially hops... Uh, became in short supply. Yeah, we've covered that, absolutely. In fact, so, I wonder, so you know. are, the, are the people of Oregon and Washington, because it's part of the economy, are, are you worried about that? Is it, is it really kind of something on people's mind? Uh, the price at the supermarket is going to go up maybe a buck. Mm-hmm. It maybe, already has started to. Yeah. And maybe two bucks yeah, per yeah. six-pack. So okay. we'll, we'll just have... When the price of hops yeah. goes up 400%, something's got to give. Sure. And that's going to affect... The small brewer more than the larger one. Of course, yeah. All they can do is do their best to ride it out, up, ride this out, yeah. and, and absorb those price hikes until the the marketplace for these uh, raw ingredients stabilizes and starts to come back down. And sure. that will happen. Oh, it will, eventually, absolutely. Well, Chad, I, I had the opportunity to talk to Ralph Olson from Hop Union, our friend Ralph. In fact, he came on the program and talked about the whole hop shortage for us. You can find that in our archives. And uh, I was asking him, you know, what's the deal, Ralph? Are you guys getting more hops? Are, are they planting new fields? And he was telling me that there's, there's a lot of new planting going on in the Yakima Valley, and a, lo- a lot of farmers are really growing. But he said uh, this year's crop still going to be tough. Sure, um, they're not sure. going to get what they're hoping for, and uh, I guess they're thinking maybe next year. So they are going to have to, like you say, uh, Brooks, they're going to have to ride it out a little bit. Everybody realizes this is just a passing phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. The demand for beer will always be there. Stick Even in out. the toughest of times, sure. during the height or depth yeah. of the Depression, people kept brewing and drinking beer. I, one of the stations that we're on in San Francisco, uh, half the time during the week, it's Financial Talk. And uh, there's a really good guy on there. He's a, as much as Financial Talk bores me to death, there's, there's one guy who does a good show. But one thing he always says when he's talking about investing, you can always invest in sin. And beer companies, he says, are a fantastic investment because whether the economy is up or the economy is down, people are still buying the exact same amount of beer. It doesn't matter. Beer is a good investment, <laughs> even, yeah, even at a four-token pour. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Great investment, which we got today. I think I'm drinking a Lagunitas that somebody brought me. And here it is. I'm from the Bay Area, and they they bring me a Lagunitas. But what are you going to do? I did try. I I had some beer from Eugene uh, a little while ago. I had a fantastic uh, red ale from Eugene Brewing Company. Uh, Had some beer from Roots, which we've already talked about. Roots, by the way, is one of uh, a growing number of breweries that's all organic. Mm. Roots? Which is uh, dear to my heart. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. You've had their beer, I assume, Brooks? uh, Organic ingredients make for superior products. They make great oh, beer. Oh, they taste so good. What about mm. Now, what about Ninkasi? Not an organic brewery, but a, a great brewery out of Oregon. Superb. Yeah. Uh, now, they, they have an amber here, I think. <laughs> and I, I had their IPA at the brewer's dinner Wednesday night. That Tricera oh. Hops, I Tricera think it is, right? Tricera Hops was fantastic. Such a good... It's, tough to be top. It's cr- uh, It doesn't... Uh, 
part of the thing, I do like IPAs, but if it's just too bitter and it bites a little too much, I'm just, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. I want it a little smoother, a little crisper, and the Tricera Hops is like that. It's got a little sweetness, but it's dry. It finishes really dry, so you can drink another one. It doesn't coat the palate. Nice beer. That's on tap here, so if you want to look for Ninkasi's Tricera Hops, you'll find it. There's another brewery in Enterprise, Oregon, which if uh, the, uh, your listeners here on the Brewing Network uh, would grab a roadmap and look for Enterprise, Oregon. Okay. It's out there in BFE, in okay. extreme northeast Oregon. It's uh, near the Snake River. It's just out there in the middle of bloody nowhere. Really? And, and they brew incredible IPA. It's called the Terminal Gravity Brewing Company. Okay. And they have an IPA here. It is really superb. That You'll find is it on tip. tap all over town. Really? Okay. But they're serving it here? Yes. All right. I'm going to have to try that. I like the smaller breweries that are off in nowhere. Um, n- not so much just because they're in the middle of nowhere, but by nature, they're brewing for themselves because there's not a huge population around them. And of course, if the beer becomes popular, like you say, you can find it in town here. But you know that those guys are just brewing the beer that they like to drink. But they've also done the market research to know that to start up a business and survive and to to uh, survive and to thrive and to be a uh, 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 a business that not only explodes but does very well. Yeah, they have to know that they're going to be able to do what they want to do. They sure. want to drink the beer that they want to make, and they want to make sure to make everyone else happy too. Of course, yeah. they'll find that in these small towns, people will just flock in for miles around. Wow, it's amazing. We probably sh- should have thought about other people, Chad, before we started this thing. <laughs> we just thought, hey, it'd be great to talk about beer, and that was about it. That's that was right. a, that was our thought process. Uh, the economy and culture have a lot to do with it. Uh, why Portland, Oregon? Well, I think we know why. It's because it's the nature of the people who live here and who are attracted to move here, yeah. and a lot of people are moving here. It's sure. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of friends who've moved here recently in the last year or two, actually. Well, there you go. We, we have uh, This is still a job growth area. Okay. The Pacific Northwest, while the rest of the United States and Canada is uh, suffering uh, an economic downturn. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You want to call it a recession? Call it whatever you want. Sure. Here, here we are doing better. I love it. Economic downturn. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason is because people here have still have a pioneer spirit. That pioneer spirit is what has driven this industry here. Uh, uh, at the main entrance, if you go around to the backside of one of the tents, they have a big world map. People who are not from here, who come here, yeah. are asked to go around and grab a pin oh, and great. stick it in the map. And where are they from? What does the map look like now? Uh, it's got to have a lot of pins on it, I assume. Uh, there's one pin stuck in Antarctica. Really? McMurdo Sound. <laughs> no kidding. So uh, people are coming from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, Portland, Oregon is, is a medium-sized city. It's considered to be the 24th market. Uh, but we have nonstop flights from Asia and from Europe. And people are, we have um, Lufthansa flights from Frankfurt. Yeah. And people from Germany are here to attend the Oregon Brewers Festival. Really? Are they, are they female? I love German I women. <laughs> Guten Tag, Fräulein. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Brooks, I, I really thank you for sitting down with us. Uh, Northwest Radio News Network. is uh, Now, do you do beer talk on there also? Do you, are you a beer reporter? I'm, I'm a regular news reporter. You I, are. I just do regular news. You I, do. Uh, the best thing you can have about any news reporter, like a guy like me, is to be straight and impartial and just say it the way it is. Sure. And present both sides, or all three or four or five sides. Okay. And that way, whoever you do it for... 
respects you. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this since, like I said, since I was 17. I'm now 56. Okay. I'm doing this in, in one of the greatest cities in North America, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. It is really a great spot. Well, thanks for doing what you do, because uh, that's pretty rare, finding some impartial news, my friend. I, I, uh, I'm glad tough, to hear you say it? that. I, I, uh, check out that Terminal Gravity IPA. I will. By the way, for some reason, this is a huge IPA town. Yeah. Everybody loves IPAs. Well, it's because of the Yakima and the uh, 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 the Willamette. I mean, you've, it's Hopville. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put that stuff somewhere. It's so easy to overhop a beer, but here I think it's done maturely, and I think you know what that means. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Brooks, I really appreciate it. You can find Brooks' work on the Northwest Radio News Network, which is on several stations throughout uh, Oregon and Washington, That's right? That's right. So you can always find it. You'll know the voice. He's got that golden radio voice, Brooks. You sound great. Ah, uh, so do you. <laughs> hey, and, and, and I'm very glad you guys could take the time to come up here, hook up all your gear, and uh, that everyone around the world can enjoy the uh, Oregon, the 21st Oregon Brewers Festival on the Brewing Network. I could not have said it better myself. A quick break here on the Brewing Network. It's uh, a great time out here. It's warming up, uh, but the beer is still cold. So join us down at the Oregon Brewers Festival. And if you can't join us, uh, we'll bring as much of it home to you as we possibly can. Hang in there. We'll be right back on the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Crack, 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 crack,
If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still broadcasting live from the Oregon Brewers Festival, and I'm running a little over schedule, but that's all right. It's my show, so I guess I'm allowed to do that. Uh, We've got Beer School coming up next, and they've got some great interviews lined up, so you're going to want to stick around. Beer School is a fantastic podcast. I don't get behind a whole lot of podcasts, uh, uh, not for any particular reason. I just, uh, I'm into quality stuff, and Beer School is doing a really good job, and so uh, happy to have them here from our booth at the Brewing Network, Uh, and they're going to do a show for you, possibly interviewing uh, the Widmer Brothers who, uh, as we've learned from some of our interviews already today, are really some of the pioneers of craft beer and certainly pioneers of craft beer here in the Pacific Northwest. So stay tuned for Beer School. It's coming up in just a couple of minutes. And then we're going to do another one of these programs uh, a little bit later on. And Watermelon Wheat Bowling happening at 5 o'clock. Tom Daldor from The Celebrator, I know, is going to get in on that. He loves him some Watermelon Wheat Bowling. Not only that, he's kind of a sexy guy. Uh, let's face it, he's got a nice hat on. Um, so we're hanging out here for another couple hours today doing our thing. And one of the things I mentioned earlier was that people really come from all over for this festival. And next to me is an example of that. Here is a guy all the way from England uh, hanging out with us. It's uh, Edward Beasley. Uh, welcome to the program. I'm glad you could sit down with us. Oh, I'm really glad to be here. It's my first ever radio interview. So is that right? It is, yeah. You're going to be an instant success, I guarantee. Oh. I've got a good eye for these things. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you have the second most popular shirt here at the Beer Festival. Ours, yeah. of course, is the first uh, with the hot Hands grenade. Yeah. But the periodic table that is on your shirt, is people love it. I have had a lot of questions about this shirt. Yeah, I picked it up in Port the main at the shipyard brewery. Okay, and uh, yeah, a lot of people became like, "Oh, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Can I can, can I buy it here?" Or people whatever? dig it. Yeah, yeah, they like it. All right, we're gonna have to take a photo, post it up on the page, uh, so that uh, Shat can Shat will do that for us, so everyone can see the, the shirt. But you're on a U.S. beer tour, and the OBF is just part of that for you. I am. Yeah, I'm here for six months, uh, traveling around. Um, I've tasted, I think, about 750 different American beers now. Have you really? There is a How are you even stuff. standing? Uh, um, well, you know, modest amounts of most of them, although sometimes I do fall over. So. <laughs> right. Well, but when you say taste, you really mean it. You're talking about, you know, maybe small samples of 750. You well, haven't had 750 pints. No. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe 749. Yeah, 749, yeah. <laughs> That's really, in, in a six, you've been here now for four months, is four that right? Four months, yep. And in that time, you've tasted 750 beers. 700, yep, and 50, yeah. Now, why the U.S.? Because Europe has a lot of fantastic beer. Why, why here for the beer tour? Europe has a lot of fantastic beer, but I've always been a fan of American beer, and American beer is hard to find in Britain. It oh, is, okay. Um, the, I mean, there's a few of the obvious um, good brews out there. I mean, like, uh, you can get a Brooklyn Lager in a supermarket. You can get a Sierra Nevada Pale. Okay. But, um... The rarer stuff, is, um, most of the, you know, there's so many brew pubs and so many places that only sell on their property, let alone um, sort of Other. across the pond. So, uh, okay. and the stuff that I have tried in um, beer festivals, and uh, I've always really been a fan of. Um, okay. 
I'm, yeah, I'm really keen on the uh, on the American beers in general. I love the uh, hops. I love the foot. You make like the best IPAs. We are the, the IPA master. Well, we invented it. So, well, that's not true. I take that back. We didn't. We invented the double IPA. Oh yeah. Of course, the Britons invented the IPA. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, But uh, but we invented the double IPA, and I think that even our normal IPAs. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it, your average British drinker would call that like a double IPA. It would call it too hoppy for a regular IPA. Yeah, they wouldn't even. Uh, the average British drinker would be like, what the hell is this? I, yeah. I've, 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 it's, <laughs> too wild. Yeah, yeah, no. How many places have you been so far in your four months? Oh, uh, I've been quite a few places. Uh, I landed in New England, uh, in Boston, uh, four months ago, and... Uh, Hey, there you go. Some My Boston Celtic guys, nice. nice, nice. Oh, he's wearing his Celtics colors too. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good beer town. That's uh, and that's. Uh, we went to a few places in uh, in New England. Uh, went to Burlington, Vermont. That's a good beer town. Oh yeah, and, uh, Portland, Maine. Your namesake, or the namesake of here. And uh, yeah, that's a good beer town as well. I, I hardly recommend going there. Definitely. Have you done this by yourself the whole time? Uh, actually, I'm with my friend who is bizarrely enough a teetotaler. Ah. So, and he's he's been great. You know, he's uh, he's humoured me on my big treks and okay. uh, going out to all these places. But uh, how does the OBF compare to the places you've been so far? This is a great festival. I'm really enjoying. It's so laid back. I just you know everyone's as you're saying that nobody's getting angry drunk. Everybody is just really really cool and enjoying themselves. And uh, it's kind of a hippie town that way. A, a lot of peace and love. This is a great city. I love this. I, I would like to live here. Really? Yeah, I love it here. It's, it's, uh, where do you live in England? What's the difference between here and where you live? Uh, I guess uh, I live in a town called Watford, which is just 20 miles north of London. About and it's kind of the biggest town outside of London that isn't in London. Okay, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's no breweries in Watford. There's no okay. uh, there used to be, but uh, not, not anymore. anymore. Okay, and uh, but you, you can get the good beer, but uh, I don't know. I just the attitude to beer in America to craft beer is just, and especially this part of the country, is just wildly different. You know, it's cool. It's it's kind of on the up here. Yeah, and uh, there's so much experimentation. Uh, I think the trouble in Europe is we can get a bit. Uh, caught up with tradition you know it's kind of where we need to make beers like this and um you know in, in these traditional styles and the experimentation aspect isn't there and the kind of like pushing the envelope is not there unlike it is in america and it's great out there. i love it okay well that's fantastic i like to hear a little bit about uh, what we're doing we, sometimes we take it for granted so uh, it's good to know that yeah. we're that we are pushing the envelope you and really are definitely. Now, how are you able to do this trip don't you have a job um well Thanks to your uh, government, the exchange rate at the moment is particularly favorable for oh, us. Oh, right. Especially so, uh, for the pound, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Two to one. Two to one. Wow. So, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really why I'm here. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, the uh, Hey, anytime. Uh, glad that our weak dollar can support your, uh, <laughs> your beer run, your, your six-month beer run. There we go. It's, <laughs> it's, it's every cloud has a silver lining. See, I'm headed your way in September, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm nervous about the exchange rate because for me, it's the opposite, right? Yeah, like, of course, I'm not going to London, which is just ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, but still, the euro even is, uh, I'm not sure what the rate it's is, but it's, it's, it's not good. What about one? 75 I'm going to lose a bunch yeah. of cash, man. You will. But yeah. I will get good German beer. So That should be good. Yeah. And I'm going to Belgium, too, so good Belgian beer. Yep. 
Uh, have you been there? Uh, I've actually not been to Belgium. Um, uh, that's kind of my. That's definitely my next place to go. Okay. Uh, Your next uh, beer vacation? It is. Yeah, it will be. All right. Looking forward to that. Well, Edward, I'm glad you sat down with us. Ta- told us a little bit about your plight. I wish you luck. You've got two months left, right? Two months. Yep. Before All right. Kicked out. Where are you headed next? Um. Well, I want to go up the west coast of the um, Seattle. I hear is really cool, and yep. uh, Vancouver, and uh, I guess then kind of over to the uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, that kind of area. Sure. To finish up in Canada. Okay. So, Wisconsin, uh, New Glarus. You're going to have to go to that brewery. All right. Cool. I know that. Um, that's about it. The rest you're going to have to Google. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Edward. I appreciate you doing nice the show with you. us. That's and uh, right. enjoy Thank the festival. You. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. All right. We've got uh, Beer School coming up next. Uh, I am done for now, but uh, we'll be back a little bit later with some more interviews and some more from the festival. So if you're in the local area, join us down here at the Oregon Brewers Festival. And, uh, you know, if you're not, uh, hope that we get to bring as much of this home as possible. We'll work on getting some more interviews. Chad is, is hard at work standing right there. And uh, we'll try to keep doing that uh, for the next program. Stay tuned for Beer School uh, coming up, possibly interviewing uh, the Whitmer Brothers, who are kind of celebrities around here. So, thebrewingnetwork.com, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back a little bit later. Stay tuned for Beer School.